Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Good morning, church. Good morning to all of you. Uh, we're going to begin our communion service this morning, this time. And uh, our opening song, we break down the bread of life. We're going to sing one verse. Break down the bread of life, dear Lord, to me. As thou did break the loaf beside the sea, beyond the sacred page, I seek pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you this morning to give all honor, glory, and praise for who you are and for who we are. We come before you, Lord, for this communion service. We pray, Lord, that you be with us at this time. Grant us your wisdom. Savior God, we are gathered together in your name. So be pleased to honor this gathering with your blessed presence. So may our communion with you be warm. May our fellowship with one another be sweet. In Jesus' name, amen. We shall be seated. A communion service. Okay, it's the Lord's Supper, as we know. It's a meal shared by the followers of Jesus Christ. Bread is the share to remember the body of our Lord that he gave up for you and I. The wine represents his blood for the remission of our sins. The Lord's Supper helps the followers of Jesus Christ to remember that Jesus died for you and I. Jesus is alive and he is with, with us in his spirit. And Jesus will eat and drink with you again when he returns. Let us pray. This is the prayer of repentance. O Lord, we committed wrong against thy commandment. We pray, Lord, you please forgive us and heal us all. The scripture reading for this morning is found in the first book of Corinthians, chapter 11, verse 23 to 34. 1 Corinthians, chapter 11, verses 23 to 24 is read as follows. For I have received of the Lord that which also I deliver to you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner, also he took the cup. When he had supped, saying, This cup is a new testament in my blood. This do ye often as you drink it, remembrance of me. 
For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's dead till he come. Wherefore, whoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause are many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord, that we should not be condemned with the world. Wherefore, my brethren, when you come together to eat, tarry for one another. And if any man hunger, let him eat at home, that ye come not together unto condemnation, and the rest will ascend in order when I come. In Jesus' name, amen. There is also a prayer of confession at this time. Let us pray. I have mercy. Lord, have mercy upon us according to your love and kindness. According to the multitude of your tender mercy, blot out our transgression. Wash us thoroughly from our iniquity and cleanse us from our sin. For we acknowledge our transgression and our sin is always before you. Against you, you only, we have sinned and done this evil in your sight, that you may be found just when you speak, and blameless when you judge. Hide your face from our sins, and blot out all our iniquities, creating us a clean heart of God, and renew our spirit within us. Cast us not away from your presence, take not your Holy Spirit from us, but restore unto us the joy of your salvation, and uphold us all by your generous spirit. The sacrifice of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. These, O oh God, you will not despise. At this time, I will bless the elements. Let us pray. <clears throat> Father, we come to the table as your guests, resting only in the worthiness of your Son. As we look upon the emblem of our Savior, that we may remember why he died and cleanse us all, O Lord, and heal to satisfy your righteousness and justice. We remember his eternal love and boundless grace. May we receive the assurance of forgiveness, eternal life, and the hope of glory. As the bread and cup nourish our bodies, so you, indwelling Holy Spirit, strengthen our soul until the day of Christ's appearing when we will hunger and thirst no more, and sit with him at his heavenly table. In Jesus' name, amen. We'll take it together as in the Mass all together, so please, when you receive your element, just hold for the rest of us, and we'll take it as one. Let us raise our This bread represents the body of our Lord Jesus Christ that was broken for you and I. He said, eat, and let us eat together in remembrance of him. Let us eat. Does everyone has a glass? Okay. Let us raise our cup. This blood represents the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, which was shared for you and I, for the remission of our sins. Let us drink together as one. Let us drink. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you once more for being in our presence. 
We thank you for this communion service, Lord. May the wine and the bread be always be in our heart and mind because of you, my Lord, your love for us and what we need to do, Lord, to be an obedient servant. We pray and we thank you for this moment. Holy Spirit, bless us all of love and sacrifice and everlasting promise. In Jesus' name, Amen. Mahalo. We'll go into our main service after we, about another three, four minutes. In the meantime, the musicians have to play a, a nice song so we <laughs> celebrate our communion service that the Lord has wants us to be happy for. This is the day that He has made for you and I. So let's all rejoice and be glad. This is the day, this is the day which the Lord has made, which the Lord has made. We will rejoice, we will rejoice and be glad in Him, and be glad in Him. This is the day which the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in Him. This is the day, this is the day which the Lord has made. Happy, 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 happy are the children who God is Lord. Happy, 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 happy are the children which God is Lord. Where does this happy feeling come from? Jesus, where does this happy feeling come from? This happy feeling come from Jesus. Every day He more than pleases. That's where this happy feeling come from. Happy, 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 happy. Happy are the children whose God is Lord. Happy, 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 happy are the children that God is Lord. Where does this happy feeling come from, Jesus? Where does this happy feeling come from? This happy feeling come from Jesus. Every day he more than pleases. That's where this happy feeling come from. Let's begin our our service this morning. Let us all rise. Turn to the song, Majesty. Majesty. Worship His Majesty Unto Jesus be our glory, honor, and praise Majesty Kingdom authority Flow from His throne Unto his own eyes at the So exalt, lift up on high the name of Jesus. 
Jehovah, we consecrate this temple, the house for thee to dwell forevermore. Ko mako mau kinonei, me ko mako uhanipu, e mohai aloa e, no e Jehovah, Sabaota. Our body and our soul are loving sacrifice unto Jehovah, Saboa. O oike akua ola e, e hoola o ko, ke aonei, o ko kia ni, ke kahua, o ko olelo. Thou art the living God, the salvation of this world, the pillar and the foundation of the word of truth. Holy Spirit, bless us all, our love and sacrifice, and everlasting promise. In Jesus' name, Amen. You shall be seated. We have a special music presentation. Is that Caitlin? Caitlin. Guide us with your grace. 
Thank you, Katelyn. Oh, that was that was my kai, my kai. Uh, does anyone want to come up and and sing a song? <laughs> you guys are invited. You got two minutes. <laughs> and every time she sings, uh, the heart beats with with joy, and that's how it should be. Because everything that belongs to the Lord and everything that He does is with joy. At this time, we will have our uh, Olelo scripture reading for this morning to be read by Mr. Chase.
Good morning, church. Morning. Today's scripture reading is found in Proverbs chapter 3, verses 9 through 10, and it reads, Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing, and your vats will brim over with the new wine. Thank you. <clears throat> As the Lord said, he who had ears who had heard the word, praise be unto God, our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. At this time, we'll have our music presentation by the choir. Okay, choir. <clears throat> first verse Hawaiian, first verse English, and then we go to the chorus in Hawaiian and chorus English. Okay. Do 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 do. Po mai kaiwa le Yesu no ko eaka no ne. Day long, 
Chasing pretty rainbow, are you tired of spinning round and round? Wrap up all your shattered dreams of your life at the feet of Jesus. Lay them down. Give them all. Dream, wounded hearts, broken toys. Give them all, give them all, give them all to Jesus, and He will turn your sorrow into joy. Sorrow in 
Thank you, choir. I guess we gotta practice a little bit more. But practice make perfect. And then when we come to our service, we just uh, do whatever the Lord wants us to do. Okay, our kumohana today for this morning is Grace of God's Finance. Hmm. What is that? Grace of God and our finance. <laughs> well, we know finance is money, right? Anything that we do with, with the dollar. But let's talk a little bit about God's grace. God's grace is described as being abundant or being sufficient. Yeah. And abundant can only come through Jesus Christ. Sufficient is by the grace is for you and I. It's to build our strength, it's made perfect in our weakness. Yeah. When you go to a trial, you have weakness, the strength comes from God. That is when He works in you and I. Grace is the source of salvation, the calling of God, faith, justification, and forgiveness. That's grace. The fruit of the Spirit is also known as virtues or grace. And there are nine of them. The first three is for the Lord. second three is for you and I and our friends, our neighbors. And the third one is for we individually, ourselves. The Bible wants certain kind of uh, pursuit that we can uh, pursue anything we like. Yeah? But grace, grace is the source of salvation. Salvation to be in the presence of God. The calling of God is your responsibility as Christians to go out and spread the word, the gospel. Yeah? Faith comes for what? From hearing and hearing from the word of God. Justification is what? To be just. Our requirement for our daily life is to be just, to be mercy, and be humble. That's our requirement, our daily requirement. To be fair with each other. To be honest. Forgiveness. We all know about forgiveness. Someone say, you know, if you can forgive, then you can love. Yeah. Forgive and love. Go on with love. And the grace of God is it, it's, it's, so, it's so much for us that if you don't study, then you wouldn't know. Make sure that you know what the virtues or the fruit of spirit. That is basically what you need to know. Because it, like I said, it represents God, ourselves, and our friends, our neighbor, and individually. So if you studied the fruit of the spirit, then you would have a much understanding of what God's grace is. It says here that if you knew that something you long for could destroy your life, would you keep on chasing it? The Bible warns about a certain kind of pursuit that can cause one to fall into sin, be mastered by foolish wishes, engage in activities that erode your character, plunge you into moral ruin, and you can wander away from faith. Yeah? Okay, the Bible warns certain kind of pursuit 
Falling through sin means unbelief, disobedience. Yeah? If you unbelief and disobedience, you, you can fall into sin. And to be mastered by our foolish wishes, so you let others dictate your life, right? You listen to others. You cling to your own understanding. I don't have to listen to the Lord. I don't even have to listen to my parents. I just do what I want. So you're going to do foolish things. The worldly things is that you conform to the things in the world. The worldly the things in this world is more important to you. So instead of transforming your mind with the word, there are people who rather have the things of this world. And then when you plunge into moral sin, well, you do that by having no respect and love for others. Yeah. Hosea said, my people perish because of the lack of knowledge. So in moral sin, you be what you want to be. No love, I don't have to share my love or anything else with me, with anyone else. So, and then you wander away from faith. Now when you wander away from faith, that means you have no trust in the Lord. And you have no spiritual growth. So what I'm saying here is that these are the things that the Bible tells us. That if we're not careful... So it's a warning, yeah? And yet, despite the warning of all these, many people are ruled by a desire to get rich. The desire to get rich. God said, there's nothing wrong with wealth as long as we follow his rules for wise living. We all go to the casino. We all put coins in the machine. We all have a good time. God doesn't say that you cannot do that. He's just telling you, spend it wisely. You can be stupid, I guess, but don't be foolish. Yeah? So what the Lord is telling us is that, you know, acknowledge that everything belongs to me. And we must honor God with our money, which includes the knowledge that he is the provider. We also give it cheerfully, yeah, with no constraint. When we have often in tithes in church, give with a willing heart without constraint. Have you ever seen somebody put in money and it takes change out of the basket? Hmm? I, I've seen that in my lifetime. So is it wrong? Yeah. I've seen that. So the desire of rich, to be rich becomes a sin when we accumulate, when we want more. Yeah. And we make money a top priority in our life. This is Las Vegas. You can go anywhere and you hit, you make big bucks. So when you're in that environment, yeah, you're making money, then money becomes who you serve instead of God. Right? Become like an idol, so to speak, you say. So you're going to worship money. So that is the desire of being rich. It becomes a sin. As believers, we are to live by grace in every aspect of our life, including finance. So that means, you know, whatever we give, our wages, our portfolio, or our charity, everything else, is to be in the hands of God. 
The old folks in the way back biblical time talk about 10%. Yeah. Some people today do 10%. I do 10%. I try very hard to make 10% for God. And he has blessed me. And I have seen what he can do when you are obedient and you honor what he expects from you. So we accept what he gives us is enough. He says that even if our bank account seems to be low by world standard, God has promised to supply our need. So we are to regard financial gain and losses as part of his will and plan. Hmm? I'm not saying that uh, if you are a godly person, uh, you're going to be rich. I'm not saying that. Because poverty and, and hardship are as common to believers and non-believers as well. But if we live by God's grace, it says, he promised to provide us whatever we need in the eighth verse of our, chap- of our reading this morning. So church, you know, we, we're in a city of sin, like they say, you know, and money is always involved with our life. Finance is always involved. Sure it is. You know, it is. And he says that God promised to supply our need, and he will. So the grace of God's finances is that everything belongs to him. But give what you're supposed to give in return. You give with a willing heart. Yeah, 10% is a good thing what the Lord talks about, but not everyone can give 10%. So you give with a willing heart whatever you can. God already knows what he can receive. So I win today God's grace and our finances. It's a blessing that God gives us. All that we receive is a blessing. And I guess we need to experience it in our lifetime, yeah? When you have so much, you have so much, and what are you going to do with that? so much that you have. Yeah. Some people say, well, I'm going to invest it so I can get more money. It's nothing wrong with something like that, as the Lord say. Okay? But how about a person next to you or your neighbor or one that you know are in need? You see? You know? When you know that there's people in need and you have Sufficient? Shouldn't you at least share? Sometimes it's hard, yeah? I know I put everything in the bank already. Uh, you know, uh, I don't want to go down the bank and draw the money out so I can give you $100. Uh, maybe tomorrow. Yeah? It's the attitude people have. But if you, who do God's work and love the Lord and what He tells us, that whatever we do, we will be blessed. According to his will, you spend time, so I'll be right back. Go get the money and give it to him. Give it to that person. So what I'm saying is that since the subject is on money, uh, a lot of us suddenly change our character. Have any one of you hit the lottery? Hit the mega? Have you ever asked you a question? What would I do if I did? Hit the mega today. What is the first thing I would do? 
Well, we all have different answers, but I hope our answers are the same. We might have different opinion, but the fact will remain the same. Yeah. The wife and I, we talk about that. Me, as a pastor of a church, you know, we like to have our own church to begin with. So if I were to win a mega, I have to be obedient. Lord, you gave me this money for a purpose and reason. You always talk about having your own church to everyone else, to all your congregation. And now that you have the resource, uh, you know what? I think we stay here another year. <laughs> we stay here another year because, you know, our, our contract says we have another year. But you have the means. You have the resource. God just gave it to you. And you told him that when I have the resources, I will do this for you. But you as man, I'll go wait another year. So in the meantime, what? Well, if I wait another year and then we get it, we go look for a place. But you have the means already, right? Why wait? Do what you, what you said you would do. But there are people with that kind of attitude in, in their mind. And then there's some that's the opposite. Go right out and serve the Lord. Probably give the money to charity, help those in need. That is one. True religion or true Christian is what? When you go to in prison, when you go to people who need help. That is true religion or true Christian. When you help others. So, hopefully that may be one of you in God's will. If you do receive what God wants you to receive, it also is a reason and purpose for you is to use it for his kingdom. Use for his glory. That's the first thing in our minds. When you have enough and more than enough, use it for his kingdom and glory. And his kingdom and glory is when you help others in need or when you do the things that is expected for his kingdom. A lot of these things hanging on the wall has been donated by Bob and uh, Anita. And they had brightened up the church, as you can see. But there is a reason and purpose why these pictures need to be in front of us. It's to remind us these things. Pictures can express more than words, right? We know that. So when you look around, maybe they had it free from someone, but I'm sure that they had to pay some money for it, you know. They could have probably kept it in the home, but you see, they know the Lord and they love the Lord. And they know that these things of the Lord belongs in the house of the Lord. And, and I'm very appreciative. I, I mean, you know, I, I, I can't say much, only that thank you, Jesus, for people like that. And they are our brothers and sisters, yeah? So it's an example that we see that we should imitate as well. Maybe not entirely, but at least the effort, yeah, to do God's will. And every day, like my wife told me this morning, uh, it's a new day today. Yes, it is. And decisions that we make today is going to be affect our life only for today. Will it affect our decision-making for tomorrow? I don't think so. Wait till tomorrow comes. 
because tomorrow comes is another day. Whatever decisions you make today is for today. So that's what the Lord say. Yeah? Take one day at a time. And the beautiful thing about our future is that we have one day at a time. So this is our future. Again, I would like to thank God for, for all these words, but I would like to praise and thank, uh, for thank him for, for really giving us what he know that what we need. And all through our years, yeah, individually, all through our years, the years that we lived, the years that he given us, we made some blunders. We, we became uh, of the flesh many times, but now that we have the Lord and we know that God has told us, if you believe in my son, my Lord Jesus Christ, everything will be porno. Yeah. So I pray and thank God for, for this early this morning. Let us pray. Father, I thank you for, for thy word. So he who have ears, as you say, let him hear what the Lord had said. And I pray and I thank God for, for all of us who are gathered here, those who are listening. In order for us to learn, we need to listen. We need to, to learn and not to talk constantly, but learn what you want us to learn. And that is to be just, have mercy, and be humble, be meek, like our Lord Jesus Christ, as you say. Learn of me, for I am meek and humble. So Father, I thank you once more for this whole long this morning. Bless all those who have their ears, who have heard the word. Only you know what they have profited from this reading and this words this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, uh, excuse me. You must just come forward and say, I, I cannot hear you. We have a special presentation at this time by Jacqueline Jones. Please come forward. God has put it in my heart to paint and wave flags and dance and I believe that church should be fun and artistic, and so hopefully that's what we can do this morning for a little while. I wanted to just show you this painting here. This is done in acrylic. This is called Coming Out of Egypt. She looks a little Hawaiian. Uh, her camel is too small, but it's full of goods, and when we come out of Egypt, the Lord makes sure that we come out with abundance. A lot of us are still in Egypt because we choose to be there. He chooses to take take us out. And Egypt represents the world. Some of us are still have one hand on the cross, one in the world. And some of us are um, coming out of Egypt. I feel like I might be coming out. <laughs> some of us are already out. This is an oil painting I did, and this represents Hannah giving her son, Samuel, to the priest to raise him. And this is a mother's sacrifice. I like to paint old and new, uh, both testaments. I love this one. This is Deborah and Barak. Old Testament, and she judged under the palm tree. This is done in oil. Uh, what I usually do is take them to churches, and they minister to the young people or the women. I ended up painting a lot of women in the Bible, and then I realized uh, 
they're usually connected to a man. So uh, I do three kinds of paintings. This is a prophetic painting I did on the street. Sometimes I paint on the street so I can witness. It's a great tool to go into parks uh, and witness. I don't play an instrument, so I try to use the paint for evangelism. I painted this downtown and had a whole crowd. It was great, and I talked about Jesus. I told them different churches they could go to downtown. This is the judgment. There's the... um, the um, red moon, the blood moon, and those are the people down under the altar waiting to be judged. This is in Revelations. And it's interesting, it's a fast paint, it's called, because I have to do it real fast to attract people and talk to them about the Lord. (laughs) This over here, this is what Hawaii must look like. I haven't been there, but everybody talks about how beautiful it is, and I see pictures. This is called fast paint. Uh, It took me about 10 minutes to do this, and uh, that was done in oils. This is called prophetic paint here. Thank you. These are people coming out of a cave, and I believe these are people, and they're going up the path to Las Vegas. I believe there are a lot of people that are hidden in Las Vegas, and on the outskirts, and they've been in prayer for a very long time for our city, and they're coming out, and I call them cave people. And you will see them in the churches soon. They're a little bit different than most of us folks, but they're great prayers, and they're coming up to the city of Las Vegas, and I believe that candle, Jesus is going to light our city up soon. I believe we're on the brink of a, hopefully, God encounters. This is a warrior angel. He's done in acrylic. I believe we have angels encamped around us like the word says. Psalm 34, 37, and 91 say we have angels around us. So I, and even though I do paint lady angels, I believe they don't have gender in the, in the Bible. And they look like strong warriors. And this is my last one. This is an acrylic of Dorkish. In the Bible, or Tabitha, she did great works in the New Testament. And that's what I think she looks like. So I use the artwork to glorify God and to be a witness. And then I paint on the streets to attract people for evangelism. I believe our God is an amazing creator. And this um, uh, Native American made me these flags. They're painted on silk. And also in the park, sometimes I dance with the flags and I worship with the flags and that one helps bring in the spirit of the Lord and it it also um, is a great attraction when you're in a park and you're dancing and waving flags people will come up and talk to you I believe today we need to be very creative in evangelism we have a whole generation to reach we know the older generation knows the word knows the Bible but we need to reach the younger generation. And my heart is to reach the young people of Las Vegas and Hawaii. I'm going to do a quick paint this morning and a worship together. And then I just want to share something very quick about the narrow way. Jacqueline is painting what's touching her heart at this moment. The spirit that's in within her. 
This is where her soul is at. At present time, what she's doing right now is the artwork of Noah's Ark. As remembered in the Bible, what our Lord had asked Noah to do. And this is what she's doing at this time. By Jacqueline's vision, because what the world is doing at this time, how the world is going, and many of us that had gone to the Casalos home to see the indescribable film that how the earth is about what the whole world, the earth, the outer space is about. This is how Jacqueline visions the ark that eventually it's making its way and it's journeying on, on the waters and space to our homeland that many of us are familiar with in Hawaii. She feels this so strongly that this is why she's doing this artwork, that this artwork is portraying her inner spirit, that this is where it's headed for in our beautiful Hawaii. Her dance that she did with the angel's wings, all the angels around, all around us right now, as we've seen and felt, we felt much more than her dance. Her dance was just so beautiful that it inspired our inner spirit. Again one day, hopefully, hopefully one day, all of us here, all of us here, and those that's missing right now, that had to go on their journey to Hawaii and to wherever they had to go, that one day, hopefully, that the Casalos will be opening their home again to let us see that beautiful, beautiful DVD on the, our space that our, our Lord had just given us you can't imagine we're just probably like ants down here compared to what we have seen there in space this is what she's doing this is her dream this is her dream that this is what the art is going to be doing The ark is getting ready to come into Hawaii. And I had confirmation on this because Will is in California. He called me up. He said, I saw Jesus' feet in the Hawaiian Islands. I said, I just saw the ark there. And I said, Lord, why are you going to bring the ark to Hawaii and its people? He said, because they're humble. And he said, they have an aloha spirit. And this morning I was praying for this church. And... And the Lord showed me, I was waving and all the church was coming. 
and I was on land. It looked like a farm. I don't know if that's Hawaii or it's here. And I said, what is that? He said, you'll learn the aloha spirit from them. And the Hawaiian people were coming toward me. I said, well, Lord, if you're going to hit them, I want to be there. (laughs) And when I say hit, the Holy Spirit is going to begin to hover on the Hawaiian people all over the world. And his ark is coming into Hawaii. He's going to start doing God encounters for the Hawaiian people. It's like you're a lost tribe. He showed, because I minister to the the Native Americans on the uh, uh, reservation. And the Lord showed me that the Hawaiian people are like a lost tribe. And I go, wow, Lord, they're like Native Americans. He goes, that's right. And your time has come now. You're coming into your season. This is due season for you guys. Um, that's called a quick paint. You have about five minutes on the street to do it. And then people start coming and you can minister to them. And you have to paint and talk to them. So um, that's a, like a real fast paint. Some of these paintings are not fast. Like Dorcas, she's a slow paint. Um, this next song, and that's the final song, I want to do the flags too. Excuse me. And then I just want to just talk real briefly to you about um, the the narrow way. I just need my scripture a second. (laughs) Matthew 7, 13, 14. Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. But small is the gate, narrow the way, and only a few find it. Um, The Lord's been showing me this. We're in the day of decision-making the day of being in the world and being in the, on the, you know, one hand on the cross, one hand in the world's over. Jesus is calling his people, and he wants us to have a pure, holy walk. Not, it's fun. It's just pure and holy. Holy his. He wants us holy his. And um, when it says narrow is the gate, narrow means concise, pressured, thin, compressed, And the Lord showed me the um, birth canal in a woman. When you have birth, most, uh, you go the womb, and then you come through the birth canal. The birth canal, you have to enter by yourself. It's dark. The woman that's having the baby is in pain. The, um, The fetus is all compressed. And what the Lord showed me is most people don't want to come out of the womb because the womb is wonderful, nurturing, quiet, warm. (laughs) And then they have to go through the birth canal, which is painful, tight. Uh, Moses was in the birth canal. Jesus was in the birth canal for 40 days in the wilderness. Uh, Moses was a long time in the birth canal. Paul was in the birth canal 13, 14 years. If you are having an experience of pain... Disillusionment with people and friends and family, uh, stress from work, you feel alone, deserted. You don't usually hear sermons like this or talks like this. I'm not a preacher, I'm more of a teacher. You won't hear this in mega churches. This Christian walk is full of pain and suffering. And uh, hopefully, you don't have to go through as, you know, as much as. A lot of people do, but there's a lot of pain and suffering. And they will not tell you this a lot of times at church. It's mostly, you know, give money and you'll get money. And 
And and there's a lot of joy and peace, and I think that's great in mega churches. Um, but there's also a lot of pain and suffering in the Christian walk. And when I signed up for this, I had not a clue. I lost my family. I lost inheritances. I lost everything. And that's just because I was a Christian. We forget as Americans what our brothers and sisters are going through in Syria, Iraq, Iran, parts of Israel being Christians. And the Lord gave me a vision today of a lady holding a baby, screaming. And I said, Lord, who is that? He said, that's the Syrian church that's being persecuted right now. And so, Father, we just ask right now that you would keep us aware and praying and our eyes alert to those, like the pastor said, um, that are less fortunate, and we can't see them maybe in the spirit or on the news. But, Father, touch the persecuted churches now in Syria, Iraq, Iran, even in Israel, in Turkey and Afghanistan. Give them an amazing grace. We ask drama and trauma off of them in the name of Jesus, and we pray that they would have amazing grace and that you would show your hand strong to them. We bind the paw of the lion coming against the persecuted brothers and sisters, and we ask you to restore hope to them, direction, grace, and mercy. And Father, I know that they will be seen in heaven in their martyrs. And I ask you would strengthen them in unbelievable ways, signs, wonders, and miracles in their everyday life in Jesus' name. Amen. When you think you're suffering and you're coming through a birth canal, turn on the, turn on the internet and look at what our brothers and sisters are doing just because they have Bibles in the Middle East. That'll give you a real good perspective. It does to me all the time. It's totally humbling. I'm thinking, Lord, send them food supernaturally, you know. Um, and sometimes I talk to missionaries in that area, and it's just, you know, Lord, protect our missionaries supernaturally. The, we, you know, we say, why is the American church so weak? A lot of it is we don't walk a holy walk, an obedience walk. The birth canal has to do with obedience. He wants us to live in a 24-hour obedience. It's not legalism. It's obedience. In the... Um, the new the old testament he said you'll be blessed if you'll be obedient it hasn't changed when we're obedient to the lord and to the holy spirit we get the blessings in life and even if we don't get the blessings we'll get the blessings up there <laughs> you know it's a no it's a it's a win-win situation um i locked myself out for 6 hours yesterday <laughs> amongst other things that happened. My neighbor had me come in. She's an, she's an amazing neighbor. For six hours, she watched Bruce Jenner and the Kardashians. And I bring this topic up because it's, a to, you know, it's everywhere you go in the grocery stores. And I sat there, and I began to weep for Bruce Jenner and his family. I began to see the devastation. The man said, I want to do what I want to do. And I thought, wow, that's kind of like a 14-year-old will tell you. Know, or a six-year-old in you know, first grade. I'm going to do what I want to do. And I said, wow, Lord, I saw the devastation that has come from his family. His children cannot understand what's happening. I can't understand what's happening. So the lady's house I was in uh, said to me, Jacqueline, what do you think? You're a Christian. I said, I think they should call the Catholic people over here and give the guy an ex- exorcism. <laughs> she said, okay. I said, I don't quite understand you know, this whole thing, it's, it's new to me. 
um, were not to condemn him, but at the same time, I just I wept for his soul. And I wept for his wife, his ex-wife. I wept for his children. And I think the Lord wants us to be full of compassion because I believe that his family is going through the birth canal experience. You know, they don't know what to do. If you're in a, in a space where you don't know what to do, you don't know what to say, you're devastated, that's a birth canal experience. And God uses it. You know, we don't hear this much. He's shaping us into Jesus Christ. That doesn't come easy sometimes. At least for me, it doesn't. Actually, the painful times, I hate to say this, are the, are the times where I've really grown. And I think in the days ahead, we're, we're going to have to be um, very obedient to the Lord, and we may go through some tough times. Birth canal, and then we come into, you know, the great, the great blessings of birth. You know, don't stay in the womb. That's my prayer for you. <laughs> Go through the tough things and bless God. Thank you. Thank you, Jacqueline. Thank you so much for sharing today. Thank you, Jacqueline, for your words and your your work this morning. I know you have brought some knowledge and understanding in our hearts about what you have described so far. And God had put those things in your heart to share with us. So we pray that the Lord will give us understanding heart of what had, what you have presented is here this morning. When you drew the picture of the ark, you know I I sort of smiled because, see, the ark represents safety, but the ark also represents new life. Yeah. God gave Noah new life, a new beginning for our world, and it can only come through Jesus Christ. So I look at the yacht as a new beginning for you and I, because every day is a new day, okay? And the day is like a yacht. It's a new day. So praise God for all whom blessings flow. Praise Him always with every breath that you take, because God is good all the time, and all the time God is good. Thank you once more, Jacqueline. You know, it, it's, uh, it's not an unusual thing in our service, any time that we worship God in the right way and His way, that's what it is. Yeah. And you mentioned about the way you dress. It's not the way you dress. It's where your heart is. Yeah. So I pray and thank God for having someone like you to come and share. And this is what we need to do. Not only in our church, but in our walk of life and all those that we meet that God brings into our life as well. So praise God for for this wonderful day, and thank you once more, Jacqueline. And I pray that the Lord bless you always and be with you and give you more strength, yeah, so you can come back and share with us again. Yes, because when you do something good, it's not only one time and forget. It goes on. Because surely goodness and mercy shall follow you all the way up your life, and we will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So at this time, we have announcement, and then our... Offering the closing of our service. Just a quick reminder that uh, this coming Saturday, June 13th, will be our Christian ministry at the Casalos home. And he has asked to change the time to 10 o'clock in the morning instead of noon because uh, they have uh, another thing that they have to go to on Saturday. So 
10 o'clock this Saturday for their Christian ministry, and everyone is welcome, not just for men or just for women, for everyone. They normally show a beautiful Christian movie, and we have a discussion afterwards, so we look forward to seeing all of you. And that coming Sunday, June 14th, we'll be having a combined service with Pastor Millie's church, the church that meets before us and us, and we're going to meet at 9.30 next week, Sunday. So, And then again, there will be no Bible study next week. Okay? I think that's it. Thank you. Okay, let us have our offering at this time, <clears throat> followed by our closing of our service. You know, when you can paint a picture within five, ten minutes, that's, that's, a, that's a blessing. <laughs> that's not education, <laughs> or, or it's a special gift when you can do things for the Lord yeah, in such a short time. I guess I'd like to extend uh, uh, my Lord to all of you folks here this morning. And pray for, pray for those who are not here also, yeah? And continue to pray for each other. Let us all rise and sing our doxology to bless our, our offering and then close it with our song on page 587. <laughs> Turn to page 587 for a closing song. God be with you till we meet again.
let us pray. E ma mai ke aloa o e Jehova ke akua, ka makua aloa oe. O ko makua aloa o Jesu Christo, a me kaulauna aloa olu olu ana mai. O kamana o ko uhane he molele, me kakou pakahi apao. The blessing of all Jehovah God and the loving Father of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of the Holy Spirit abide with us all. So glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now and evermore shall be, world without end. In Jesus' name, Amen. Mahalo. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.